Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We mentioned something earlier, but I want to make sure you put it in your notes. And that is the state we're in, in the moment, the state we're in at any moment, powerfully impact, impacts the meaning we associate to something. The state we're in in the moment powerfully impacts the meaning that we associate to something or that we assign to something. So one way to change what things mean to you is just change your darn state. Is that true? I mean, if you're feeling great, do things just kind of bounce off you that normally if you're feeling upset, would you change the way you look at them probably, change the way you feel about it? You bet. So we need to really still manage our state. And we talked about that a great deal last session. I want to make sure that that's part of your life's work. Because your life's work is really learning how to live in a way where you spend most of your time enjoying yourself, very little time in pain. Most of your time in pleasure, very little pain. And living your life hopefully in a way where not only do you feel good all the time, but the people around you feel good just by being around you. Because they're around you, they feel a lot less pain and a ton of pleasure. See, that's my idea of success. Success is when you've learned to live your life in a way where you experience tons of pleasure every day and almost no pain. And, simultaneously, where the way you live also causes the people around you to experience very little pain and tons of pleasure. Then you know you're really successful. Because if you feel good and nobody else does, you're a failure. Now, that doesn't mean you go around and try and make everybody feel good. Some people have an investment in feeling bad because they think feeling bad equals feeling good. Are there people that believe that, yes or no? Yeah, because they think, if I feel bad, then people will notice me, or they'll love me more, or they'll help me more, or I'll get more attention, which means feeling good. People have weird crap they work inside their head about how to get to feeling good. Some people think, I'm going to feel good when I make a billion dollars. Some people are like, when I have this, this, and this, when I get married, have these many children, this and this, then I'll feel good. Some people have, well, I'll feel good if I feel bad, because then people notice me and make me feel good. <laughs> or you could just, like, choose to feel good. Which one do you think might be a more intelligent approach? Because who's in control there? You are. You don't have to worry about the environment. And by the way, when you're feeling good, it tends to make you want to feel even better. It makes you share good feelings with other people, which makes them feel good, which makes them reciprocate usually. Not always, but usually. Kind of nice. So the bottom line is we've got to manage our state still. And as a reminder as far as that's concerned, changing state means change the meaning. And the way you can do it is either by changing your what? Anybody remember from last session? Change your what? Change your what? Change your physiology. Physiology, again, means the way you move, the way you breathe, your facial expressions, your gestures. The way you use your body determines the way you feel. You've got to remember that for the rest of your life. If you're not feeling the way you want to feel, the first thing you do is just change the way you're moving. Emotion is created by what? Motion. Emotion is created by motion. You have 50 muscles in your face. A slight change in any of these muscles will radically change the way you feel. Remember, we did this last time, I think. What I'd like you to do right now, real quick, is create some tension in your body, some tension, then put a big, huge smile on your face while you're doing it and notice how it feels. How many feel somewhat excited when you feel this? Let me see your hands. You know why? Excitement has tension in it. The only difference is you send a different biochemistry into your body. You fire off different biochemicals when you make a smile. Physically, it changes. 
You want to get depressed? What do you do? Drop your shoulders, look down, breathe shallow, drool. Right? Change the way you move. Some people have limited emotions because they have limited motion. They're trying to express their feelings and they go, I have something important I want to share with you. Hear me. Feel me. I am man. <laughs> Feel this? Versus, listen to me. Come on, let's make this happen. Let's do this. Do you understand what I'm talking about here? The more emotion you have, the more emotion you have. And there's certain emotions you're not feeling because you're not making certain movements happen in your face. You want to change that. You want to go for more. See, did I mention to you last time, did we talk about how certain people who live together for a long time begin to look like each other? Did I mention it? Do you remember why? Because in order to be in rapport, we like people who are like us. So we mirror back similar facial expressions. We do it enough, we literally mold our muscles to be in that way. And we use those kinds of emotions on an ongoing basis. A lot of people look like their dog. I don't have the explanation for that one. <laughs> I don't know if they're mirroring in that case, right? Maybe they're trying to pick somebody like it, right? But see, the thing we gotta realize is, we gotta control our physiology. So throughout this day, as last time, I want you to remember to live at level 10. You remember what that means? Living at level 10 means what you got to do is ask yourself on a scale from 0 to 10, where's my level of energy? 0 is dead, 10 is unstoppable. Which level is going to allow you to get more out of this weekend? Which one? 10, without a doubt. If nothing else happens from you coming to these fortune programs, but every time you get here, you demand from yourself for four days to live at level 10, you think you might develop a little stronger emotional muscle, yes or no? And pretty soon what used to be hard to do, like demanding 10, is the way you live. It's easy. It's like you can live that way easy, no problem. And now you go home and you live at that level. Does that impact your patients, yes or no? Yes. Does that impact each other in the office, yes or no? Yes. Does it impact your home life? Yes. Does that impact those ecstasy ideas we had about the relationship at home? Yes. yes. See, if you're level 10 every time with your personal relationship, would that enhance it, yes or no? So how do you determine whether you're at 10 or not? You decide to go there, and the way you decide to go there is you've got to ask yourself on a regular basis, where am I? See, I found the more you measure something, the better it gets. But if you don't measure it, you're not going to do well. If you set a goal on New Year's Eve, and then you check next New Year's, you're in trouble. Because you had one correction. It was at the end of the year, and it was too late. Once a month, you've got a better chance. Once a week, you can really have it. Once a day, you won't have a bad year, you won't have a bad month, or wish I was a bad day. The more we measure, the better we get. So what we've got to do is ask ourselves, where are we on a scale from 0 to 10? Where are you right now on a scale from 0 to 10? Hmm. Sit right now like you would if you were at level 10. Okay, that's clear. You weren't at 10 then, isn't it? <laughs> Come on, sit the way you'd be at level 10. I mean, absolutely, totally energized, excited, having fun, being outrageous and playful. Sit the way you'd be sitting right now if you're at level 10. Come on. And most, oh, you're not at 10. Come on. Come on, this is not 10. Let me see 10 here. Come on, even more energy, come on. Most of you would probably have to make some noise or do something with your body to get to level 10. Come on, wake your body up. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, wake your body up. Come on. Come on. Come on. Now, this is level 10. Now, go to level 2. And imagine trying to learn in this pace for the next three days. Go back to level 10. Come on, go, 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 go. Come on, 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 come on. Now, I want you to commit you're not going to drop below level 8 for the rest of the weekend. Are you willing to do that? Yes or no? Yes. Yes or no? Yes. Great. Now, if it's tough to stay at level 10, you want to push yourself to level 20. 
So just as a reminder, stand up. Remember how we do this? We put ourselves in a yes state. Y'all remember what that means? Good. Then what I want you to do right now is take off your jacket. You have that. Not your blouse, ma'am. Just the jacket. And we're going to put ourselves in that yes state. We're going to put ourselves in that state I talked about last time. Remember I gave you a metaphor the last time we were together. A reminder. I said there's a puddle of water here in front of me. And I'm an old person. And I come up in that water. What will I do? No, not just walk around it. I'll walk around it and bitch about it while I walk around it. Okay. But if I'm a kid, how do I deal with a puddle? That's right. Yes. Boom. That's the state we're going in. All those who want to do that for the weekend say aye. If you were in that state and somebody like came along and said, yeah, 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 how do kids deal with that? They go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would that be a healthier response than going, okay. I'm looking for new ways to hiss and get this person. Would that be more healthy, yes or no? Sure, it's more playful, it's more outrageous. Next time somebody is real bitchy, just get real bitchy back, we'll do it funny. <laughs> Will that break their pattern? Yeah, you might make piss them off even more. Well, at least we're moving them in some direction. So when I say now, what you're going to do is you're going to wake your body up like a little kid again. You're going to scream. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to scream and yell and be totally outrageous like a kid. If you weren't here before, you'll catch on quick. Then at the peak of our being totally bizarre, weird, outrageous, playful, seductive, fun, adventurous, and outrageous again, what we're going to do at the peak of that is we're going to go and we're going to clap our hands and say the word yes right at that moment. And when you clap your hands and say yes at that moment, your job is to create more energy, more excitement, more outrageousness than the moment before. We'll do it faster and faster. At the end, we'll do the woke clap. But what I want you to do is go to level 20 on this. On a scale from 0 to 10, you're going to go to level 20. You go, that's impossible. That's why we're going to do it. Because also, once you've been to level 20, level 10 feels like you're relaxing by contrast. Okay, first let's just say try the word yes strongly and notice how it feels again. Ready? Yes! Say it again stronger. Yes! Oh, even stronger. Yes! One more time. Yes! Does that feel pretty good? Yes! Okay, good. <laughs> now, let's put it all together. Be a little kid again. Be outrageous. Create some energy. Come on. three. Now some of you here for the first time go, what have I gotten myself into? It's a cult! It's the yes cult. Now, now how do you get a muscle? You push yourself beyond what's comfortable and you do it consistently. And that creates growth. So we're going to do it again. You go, I barely survived the first one. Let's try it again. Ready? Wake your body up. Be outrageous. Come on. state, if somebody had some petty upset with you, could you handle it? Yes. Great. Then get a bouncing hug from the person next to you and grab a seat. And grab a seat. Alright. 
We said there were two ways, though, that we could change our state. One was to change our what now, nice and loud? Or the other is to change our focus. Change the way we're representing things to ourselves. Like, picturing things in our head is one way we focus. Somebody doesn't show up on time, we picture in our head, I'll see why, because they're out there messing around, because they don't care about me, because this and this and this. Another way we focus is by what we say to ourselves. We represent, oh, well, they're not doing it probably because they don't really love me. We talk to ourselves in certain ways. We get all these negative feelings. But if we change what we focus on, we change what we feel. If you think of something you're afraid of and you focus on it, will you feel it? You bet. If you wanted to feel depressed right now, how many could pull it off? No problem. How would you do it? You remember, don't you? Little reminder here. Just put yourself in a lousy physiology. Or, easily, another way you could do it, of course, mess up your biochemistry, eat in a way that drops your blood sugar through the floor. Or else could you pull it off? Oh, all you have to do is think of something that once happened that made you feel bad. Something from the past and remember it again. That seems very intelligent, doesn't it? And feel bad about it once again. <laughs> How many of you would go to a movie that was terrible over and over and over and over again? How many would think that would be real intelligent? Let me see your hands. If you, one of your friends said, yeah, I'm going to this movie. I hate it. it sucks. I'm going back there again. <laughs> you go, how many times have you been to this movie? Oh, about 4,000. What would you probably ask them? Why would you go back there? Well, because I have to. Would you believe them? I don't believe you either. When you tell me that. But I always believe in you. Because I know you know better. You don't need to go to those movies anymore. They're a bunch of myths anyway, made by poor directors. Lousy writers, lousy producers. You're a better producer, director, and writer now. You're probably even a better actor. Or actress. So why not create it the way you want it? Instead of seeing the same old movies over and over again. Most producers I know don't sit and watch their worst movies over and over and over again and feel bad about them again. What the most of them do is they go, that was part of my learning experience. Time to move on. How else could you feel bad, by the way? You could do it currently, couldn't you? All you have to do is think of something you think you've lost that maybe hasn't even happened. Right? Or think of something that you want but you're not getting right now and feel bad about it. Or you could think of something that hasn't even happened yet and feel bad about it in advance. <laughs> couldn't you do that? Like, oh my God, and focus on what if this happens? Oh, oh God, feels terrible. Oh gosh. Remember. A coward dies a thousand deaths, a courageous man or woman only once. Because a coward runs it through the head about eight million times and feels like they're dying eight billion times. If you have any faith, any courage, then if it really ever does happen, you'll just deal with it once. And you feel the pain only one time instead of stacked over and over and over and over again. If you want to feel good, could you do that? Sure. Would a producer go back to some of their best movies and see them again, do you think? Yes or no? Would they even share some of those movies with their friends? You know what some people do? Some people actually take the worst movies of the past and go share them with their friends, their worst movies. Tell them all about all the gory details of it. And the friend goes, yeah, that's really great. <laughs> but see, a real great producer director shows in their current films, shows them some examples of films that are about to come called previews. Previews are rather exciting, usually. Or... They show them the best films of their past and share those with them so that people get to enjoy more of their life. Maybe even learn something. Who knows? But you can remember something that once happened that was great and feel good about it. You can think of something right now that you could feel great about. Or you could think of something that hasn't even happened yet and feel good about it in advance. What determines what you focus on, though, is one thing. The questions you ask yourself. The questions you ask yourself determine what you focus on in that moment. 
what questions you ask are usually controlled by your beliefs. Because you could ask any question. But unless you do it consciously, you'll just ask the same questions that are in alignment with your old beliefs, your old BS, belief systems. So the bottom line is we've got to ask better questions. And I will tell you the question I want you to learn to ask the next time you get upset with someone. This is the first question I would ask myself if I were you. What else could this mean? What else could this mean? I will know a person is intelligent when I say, this and this happened, I started to get upset, and I thought to myself, well, what else could this mean? You know, maybe it doesn't mean what I think it means. Maybe they weren't really being harsh. Maybe what it means is they're stressed. Maybe what I'm hearing from this person about what they said about me is not true. Maybe what it really is is a distortion. Not that they mean to distort, but it's a distortion. Maybe what I've heard this person said about me is a deletion. Maybe this person is generalizing. Maybe this person heard it through somebody else. Maybe that person misinterpreted what I said. Maybe this whole thing isn't accurate. Maybe it's accurate, but they're stressed. Maybe I'm just stressed right now. Maybe what this really means is I'm stressed and I need to get more resourceful and be more loving. And I can handle this. Maybe what this is, what this means is, is it's a chance for me to go to the next level. What else could this mean? You're only upset when you've decided on a meaning that creates an upset. So if you're feeling upset, what else could this mean? Because again, how many of you have ever thought something meant something and been upset about it later on found you were wrong? How many have done this? So wouldn't it be smart as a first step to always ask, what else could this mean? and search for other possibilities. See, with my friends, I always do this. If I care about somebody, I always do this. And what I've learned to do is even with people I didn't so much care about or didn't even know. What else could this mean? See, that makes your whole life open up and expand. See, once you think you know what everything means, you're in deep trouble. Because when you're a kid, you know what happened? You used to have this big, giant doorway. But then you became an adult, and you noticed the door. And you started to say, I know how this door works. And you close it a little bit. He said, I know how the world is, and you closed it more. I know the world is, and pretty soon, now you know how the world is. You absolutely know how the world was. See, when you're a kid, you didn't know how the world was. It was just amazing how big the world was. It was amazing how much wonder there was in the world. How much you could learn, how much you could grow, how stimulated you were. You were stimulated by all kinds of things, because you didn't know for sure what everything was. You were always curious about what things were. But as an adult, you now know what everything is. And if it doesn't fit in there, it's wrong. Hmm. We want to open our door back open by saying, well, yeah, but what else could it mean? 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 <sighs> Feel a little freer. Hmm. The other question I tend to ask myself is, do I know everything there is to know about this? Do I know everything there is to know about this? Somebody says something to you. They're really upset with you. Or somebody raises their voice. That means they hate me. What else could it mean? Well, it could mean they're stressed. could mean they don't understand. could mean they don't even realize they're yelling. could mean that they need some support. could mean what I know it means. It's a cry for help. could mean that I'm oversensitive right now. could mean that I react to voice tonality instead of real feelings. could mean that could mean nothing. could just be something that came and went. Do I know everything there is to know about this? No, I don't know everything there is to know about this. I mean, there's all kinds of things that could be going on. I don't know opens your world again. We're going to teach you to do this in a format that makes sense. 